Hey everybody and welcome to the Dante Bazia show. Today, we got a special, special guest, Mr. Jean-Marc Johannes, who is a professional skateboarder, though he doesn't qualify himself as a professional because during the podcast he said that he's am which means amateur because in skateboarding there's three levels there's flow where a company likes supports your skating and gives you free product but you're not officially on their team then there's am where you're now officially on the team and you get free product and I think you get paid by the company to skate but I'm not too sure about that one so don't quote me on that and then there's pro where you get paid to skate you have signature gear like a name on a board or a pair of shoes, that kind of thing. And John Mark does have signature gear. He has a signature pair of wheels. So yeah, I do qualify him as a professional skateboarder because also he's one of the few guys in South Africa that makes a living off skateboarding. I think he doesn't qualify himself as a pro because he doesn't have like a pro board because in skateboarding for some reason you have to have your name on a board to be qualified as a pro though in my opinion I qualify people as pro who like it paid to do it and make a living of it like he does he's also a Guinness World Book of Records holder he broke the record for a skateboarding world record which we did discuss in this podcast and he also was the first ever skateboarder to win gold at a contest for South Africa which is absolutely amazing so yeah guys this was a great interview that I really really enjoyed listening to and doing with him it was an honor to have Jean-Marc on my podcast so thank you for doing this interview it was really fun so yeah guys please welcome Jean-Marc Johannes how's it going bro? good and you? good thanks thanks for doing this cool anytime bro Sweet. Stoked to have you on the podcast. Thanks, bro. No, I appreciate that. Thank you. Been watching your skating for a long time. You've always been one of the best in the country. And it's nice to see like a South African skater like you, like do all those great like overseas and that stuff. Like it, it's inspiring. Even though I don't want to pursue skating as a career, but just seeing it is still super sick. Thanks, bro. I appreciate that. Yeah, it's taken a lot of hard work, but I mean, you know, like anything else, you know, you got to put in the work if you want to get where you want to be, you know? Exactly. Oh, I've got, got some questions. Awesome. Now, my first question is a bit weird because I'm not too sure if you've been asked this before. I, I try to find unique questions because I know you've done a lot of interviews and you probably get the same questions over and over again. It's probably gets boring. It's all good, bro. <laughs> With your name, how come people, because I've never heard anyone just say Jean. Everyone just says Jean Mark. How come you go by with your middle name, not just your first name? Good question. So my name is like Jean Mark as like one name. I actually have two other names after that before my surname. So I think people just kind of go with whatever's easy for them. <laughs> you know, some people just say Jean, like some people like, okay, Jean Mark's like too long to remember. So just find something quick. Yeah. So like whatever people are cool with, you know, I'm cool with that. So, I mean, some people just say JM because like, that's just the easiest way to go about it. But my whole name is Jean Mark Keegan Brian Johannes. Again, that's like way too long. So, just, that is so people just long. go, yeah, people just go with whatever, you know. It's unique, so, you know. Thank you. Thank you. I like to think so. At least people know who they're talking about when you say Jean-Marc. <laughs> not, not very common idea, you know. Exactly. How did you get into skateboarding? I saw it at school. You know, that was like the, that was the first time I saw skateboarding was at school. But at the time, I didn't know 
what it was. And I went to skateboarding only because I completely sucked at every other sport, to be completely honest with you. I just couldn't do it. You know, it just wasn't get, getting me. And then I got skate, got into skateboarding and that was like really, you know, pulling me in. And I thought, this is fun. You know, this is different. I want to stick with this. Stuck with it. And, you know, I just went with my friends, like from school to like the skate parks and stuff. And just kind of every, almost every day I was at the park for like a straight year into skateboarding. And then, you know, came to the first contest, won my first contest and, you know, that was it, you know, I knew this is what I wanted to do. Sick, sick. Why do you like skateboarding? Like why after all these years have you continued to just skate? Well, there's so many reasons, you know, for me, skateboarding is like almost like my outlet to, you know, express what I'm thinking. You know, it could have been, it didn't even have to be skateboarding, it could have been art, it could have been music, it could have been anything, but it's like my outlet to kind of ex express my creativity. So yeah, skateboarding has its own like tricks and everything, you know, but you know, skateboarding is this like canvas for me to kind of like just express what I'm thinking with no limit, no limitations, you know? So as much as it's changed over the years and, you know, as much as like it became more and more a career for me it's still, you know, what it is. It's still like today I went out for a session and it was still that same thing. You know, it's my canvas to just to kind of like express myself, you know, what I'm thinking and there's no limits to it. So I think no, having something that has no limits, you know, you'll keep coming back for sure. I understand what you mean because growing up I, I played soccer, but with soccer, there's not much like progression. There's progression, but like you can't like make up your own stuff and that kind of thing. It's kind of like there's a, how it's done, that's the way it's done with skating. You can like, oh, you can flip into this, you can flip out, you can do all this different stuff. There's always something new to learn. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And that's, that's the thing. And you can also like, what's cool and why I ideally got into skateboarding because like I came into it like as my own, like, you know, like I had weird, crazy tricks. I'm thinking of the craziest things and like, that's okay, you know? <laughs> exactly. um, and that's what I loved and, and that's what I loved about it. Also, what's nice about skating is you can have anyone can be like any type of skater. Like you got people who are more bowl skaters. You got people like you who who are more tech. You got people who like just going down hills. It's all you can all different types of skating. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, no, for sure. Why did you choose to become more of a tech skater, like a ledge kind of skater, compared to like let's say skating a bowl? I know I have seen you skate a bowl before. Yeah, <laughs> um, I think like when like where I grew up skateboarding there was only ledges like pavements and whatever like there was nothing else i lived really far from like a skate park so i could only go there like maybe like once every two weeks or whatever so i didn't really get into it as much i mean i'm sure if i skated that all the time i would have got into that but i just skated a lot of ledges all the time every single day and like for me i don't know you know take skateboarding and it's like a it's obviously evolved a lot, you know, uh, nowadays, like, you know, you have to do flip in and flip out, like, you know, in order for it to like be like legit. <laughs> I think it's, I chose it because it's like, I, again, again, it was something that I could like express what I was thinking and how, like all the tricks I was thinking of, like, like I was happy with like a kickflip to like a slide or something, but then I'll land it and still feel like, no, I want to do like, I want to flip in, slide, flip out, or maybe flip in shove it to another slide and then big spin out or something. So it's like, this is all just the way that I think like as a person and that yeah, tech skateboarding really helped me kind of just get all of that out of my head, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, tech skateboarding really, you know, helped me, you know, like 
kind of figure out skateboarding a lot more, a lot quicker, for sure. Are there any like other tech type of skaters that you look up to, like in the industry? Oh yeah, for sure. Skated with him for, for quite a bit, you know, it's helped me a lot. Uh, Sewa Krutkov, you might, you might know Sewa Krutkov. I heard of him. A friend of mine and, you know, he's my mentor, you know, I... He's really good at flat ground. He's one of the best skateboarders like ever and uh, you know he's obviously super good and mentor to me as well like i've learned like so much from him you know uh, so krukov is like num definitely number one uh, for me uh, there's so many other tech skateboarders obviously you know uh, rodney mullen was like the first i love rodney mullen yeah tech skateboarder like we all saw rodney mullen like tony hawks pro skateboarder and like what like, am I watching? This is blowing my mind. And I think when I saw that, that was like, okay, I want, that's how I want to like skate. I want to try and learn that. You see like other skateboarders like have different styles to take skateboarding. So you kind of like, it's interesting, you know, it never, you know, it's never the same. Everything is different. Everyone has new combinations, which is cool. So definitely Sewa, Roddy Mullen, Chris Haslam for sure. You know, definitely if it wasn't for Chris Haslam, you know, I'd, I don't know if I'd even be, you know, where I am today, you know, just how much he's helped me as well, you know. So really those those skateboarders for me, aside from this their skateboarding, just their their personality and how much they're willing to help somebody is like, you know, that really is motivating to me for sure. The first ever skate video, like proper like full length video I watched while when I growing up was almost round three with Ronnie and Saslam. Oh yeah. That's a classic. That was a classic. <laughs> For sure. It's rewatchable. Really you watch it over and over. Oh yeah, for sure. I was like, I, when I saw that, I just like almost skateboards. Like I'm like, I, that's my dream. I want to ride for almost skateboards one day. Like, and then it's actually crazy. I, I ride, yeah, I ride for almost skateboards for a few years now. And the way it happened was I kind of, I gave Chris Hasler my sponsor me video and like, I think it was like a week or two later, I got a call and you know, they just asked me if I wanted to represent almost and obviously yeah, in South Africa. So it was just so crazy to kind of like see that whole thing come to life. And then just last year, I was at the almost warehouse in Los Angeles and it was really cool to kind of see everyone, you know, behind the brand. And I actually had the opportunity to like make my own board, you know, pick That's up the it. graphic and go into the office, uh, kind of put the graphic, my own thing on there. So it was, wow, it was really something to be honest, you know, it was something special for sure. And I'm thankful for that. Sounds like an awesome experience. It was, was dream come true. <laughs> What's it like hanging out with, uh, with all the pros when you go to America or just somewhere overseas? It's something for me personally, like, cause you know, it's something I always dreamt about doing, but you know, it's so motivating to skate with them. You know, it's so, you know, aside from just skateboarding as well, just talking to them, you know, they are so dedicated and so motivated to, to life, you know, and it shows in the skating as well. It's definitely a, you know, a special, you know, bunch of people, definitely, you know, they are super, super, you know, dedicated to what they do and that energy, you know, kind of just, it, it rubs off on you for sure. So for me, you know, they like mentors to me, you know, and like hanging out to them at the end of the day, you know, we're all skaters and, you know, we're all homies, everything, you know, so it's really, it's really cool to just like, just talk to them and, you know, just be motivated by them for sure. One thing I've noticed about like the skate culture compared to other sports is that when you can go like basically anywhere in the world and you can like just chat and hang out with people and it's like everyone that kind of speaks the same language like even if there might be some language like barriers but like you can chat to any skater and, you, and it's perfectly chill and it feels like you change just like your friend i think like that's the thing skateboarding is like this language on its own if you know what i mean yes and 
I've just noticed like every time I go to a new country, it's just the same thing. Like I remember like, here's a good example. Last year, uh, we were at the FICE um, European series and after the contest, like it was, I just wanted to skate street, you know, I was just going the whole time I was there, I was just hotel back to the contest, hotel back to the contest. And then I was like, I just want to skate street right now and just cruise. Straight after the contest, I went, I just cruised around in the streets and I found like a bunch of skateboarders like at like a local spot, knew nobody. And I just started jamming with them and they obviously spoke French and I didn't speak any French, but it was all good, you know, like they like still welcomed me into like their session and I told them where I was from. They were super stoked when they heard I was from South Africa. So the same thing in Indonesia as well. We had the same thing. Like I was the only South African there and they welcomed me. It was just like one big family, you know, so Definitely, skateboarding is special, for sure. That's rad. What was it like competing at the FICE contests? Was the first, well, the one that I went to in 2016, the one that I won, you know, competing, you know, winning a FICE World Series was unbelievable. Really, it was unbelievable. I didn't believe anybody. <laughs> when they told me the score, I didn't believe them, for sure. Because I skated, like, I skated my heart out and obviously, you know, competing, getting to the final and then seeing your name like in first place and like not move. It's like, nah, you're lying. It has to move. It can't be real. <laughs> and then, yeah, that was un unreal. You know, it was just crazy to, to experience that. And then next year did the same thing in the world series again. It was just like, wow, you know, this is crazy. So I, th you know, I think the, the most, the biggest experience for me was like after those two, I got invited to Indonesia. And I placed on the podium there for the first time. It was like Indonesia X and got the invite to the street league Olympic qualifiers. And that was like blew my mind, you know, cause just like, if I think back to where I started skateboarding, you know, like in Athlone, you do, like you want, you watch street league to motivate you to go skate. And then, you know, you're not sure how you're going to get there. And like when the day comes that you are actually there, it's like surreal to be honest, really, really surreal. So Competing in FICE, competing in uh, SLS and Indo Indonesia as well. Really like crazy, amazing experience. And, you know, I can't wait to go back. I really can't. Which one was harder to compete in VICE or um, Street League? Uh, street League. Street League. I think, yeah, Street League was harder. I, I think the hardest one for me out of FICE and Indonesia, I would say Indonesia for sure. Because uh, it was like a pro-am open and I was, I'm still am, you know, so it's like you mixed up with everybody. There was like, I got into like the final and I knew like the weather was picking up, like the wind was picking up and my run had like a lot of flip tricks. And you know how it is, like if, you, if, yeah. if you're if you doing flip tricks in the wind, like at you, that's going to go either way. You're not sure what's going to happen. Exactly. You'll even see in the run, like I did like the flip front board, like in the middle and like it was just going all over the place, but like I put the run together. So I think Indonesia was the hardest for me because I was really fighting for it. Because I knew like the money that I would win, I'd be able to use to get to like the next contest. Smart. So I was like, I need, yeah, I need to like come out with something, you know? And we, and thankfully I did, you know? So I was really stoked about that. Who was your first ever sponsor? Wow. <laughs> Gotta go to the roots. Yeah. So my first sponsor, well, I, I won my first sponsor in a contest. It was the same contest that I won. My first contest that I won in um, Cape Town. I was 11. And I got a, it was a shop sponsor. Like a surf and skate kind of shop sponsor. Okay. And then, yeah. 
And then the second sponsor was, it was like two weeks, it's like a week or two apart. Second sponsor was a clothing company and called Nasty Kids Clothing. I remember, yeah, Nasty Kids Clothing. <laughs> That's a weird name. It was a weird name. Like, and also another thing, like <laughs> I was too young to sign a con, I was too young to sign a contract, right? I remember like, like guys coming to the house, like talking to my parents and stuff and like all these papers and I couldn't, I didn't know what was going on. Like I just, I was 11 years old. I didn't know what was going on. And yeah, it was just crazy time. Like if I think about it now, like I don't think the clothing company was around for much longer, to be honest. I, I think they were like a startup and like they sponsored the event and then they, they had a good intention for sure. You know, they, they treated me really well. So yeah, no, that was my first response. The, the crazy thing is like, there was a skate shop that sponsored me uh, called Rush Skate Shop. And the guy that owned it was, his name was Simon. And I still see him to this day. I was at the skate shop like every single day. Uh, Cause they had like a mini ramp inside. I swear every day I wouldn't, I wouldn't leave till they closed the shop. Like that was, that was literally all I did. <laughs> I used to be like that. Go to the park in the morning, the last one to leave. Oh yeah, like in the skate park where we were skating, I used to skate until the park closed and I knew the security guard really well because I was there all the time. And I'd leave, they'd change shifts and I'd come back. <laughs> um, and the new security guard would let me in. Yeah, just so I'd skate throughout the night. So it was like I had that extra time, you know, before I try and get home, you know. <laughs> that, that sounds cool. Do you find it more stressful nowadays to just skate compared to when you were younger? Uh, not, not, no, actually not at all. I actually find it, just easier to, you know, kind of film and go into contests and stuff. Like in the beginning, you kind of, at the, you, you keep going back to the drawing board, trying to figure out what works for you, you know? But when you do figure that out, it's a little bit more, you know, stress-free. You can kind of go, okay, these are the tricks I know how to do. Let's see what we can learn from there. So you kind of already confident knowing that you can do what, you know, X amount of tricks and you can go, okay, you know, you kind of have the freedom to, you know, kind of mix them up and, you know, just experiment a little bit. So in the beginning it was stressful because I just wanted to learn everything. Like I just, every trick I saw on a video, I just wanted to learn it and it was stressful because I put a lot of pressure on myself, you know, like I made a thing, like every session that I go, every single session, like I have to learn at least two to five new tricks. I have to. And I did that. I put the pressure on myself. So I've made myself stress out, you know, but now, you know, obviously it's just, you have that freedom to kind of experiment with different kind of tricks. So it's not as stressful as it was, not as painful as it was either. <laughs> what are the challenges when trying to make skateboarding your career in South Africa? That's a good question. So I think the challenges are, you know, in terms of making skateboarding career in South Africa is definitely aligning yourself with where you want to go. So for example, you know, obviously USA and all these other countries are a lot different. The market is much bigger in terms of skateboarding. You know, there's a lot going on all the time. So it's easier to kind of like connect the dots of where you want your career to go. In South Africa, it's a little bit different because we don't uh, have too many events. It's not uh, like a market like that. So the challenge definitely comes from, you know, shaping your career around what is available in terms of opportunity. So in a, in a, in a way it's, it's also really, really good to experiment, you know, keeps you kind of outside of your comfort zone. You know, you have to always keep thinking, which is really good. I mean, for me personally, I hate being in a comfort zone. <laughs> you know, one thing that I'll, I always like to do is just keep thinking so that 
when I see a challenge, like, like I told you right now, as much of it, as much as it is a challenge, it's also an opportunity to kind of piece your career together with, you know, where the market is in South Africa and make that work. Have you ever thought about like moving to America or that kind of thing? Were you happy where you live? I've definitely thought about it for sure, for sure. And I mean, if I had the opportunity, I would definitely do it. There's just a few things that, you know, I'd like to accomplish, you know, in South Africa for sure. Aside from, obviously, if I lived in the USA, you know, I, I would still, I still represent South Africa, you know, come to Olympic qualifiers, come to Olympics. I represent South Africa, regardless of where I'm living, you know. That's like, stay true to your roots and your hometown. Yeah, always, man, always. How did you get like your more mainstream sponsors, like let's say Nokia and Boss Ice Tea? Like, how did you manage to get more sponsors outside like the skate industry? To be honest, you know, you also did another thing. You must also figure out, you know, what is your goal? You know, what, what, do, what are your goals? And, you know, what brands do you want to align yourself with? So for me, Nokia Mobile is a brand that I've wanted to align myself with for a long, long time because, you know, that was my first mobile phone. And, you know, that kind of, it's, it hits home because it's always with you throughout your career. So for me, you know, I, I already knew, I already knew, you know, the brands I wanted to align myself with because, you know, I have, you know, passion for that brand. It's, it's more than just a, a sponsor or a brand or something like that. For me, it's like, it's part of my career, you know, and obviously Nike has been, you know, part of just in my career, you know, motivating me all the time, you know, when I was younger and I was in hospital for months and I saw Michael Jordan, that was it, you know, that was, that motivated me so much. And after that, it was like, you know, if this guy can do it, like anyone can do it for sure. And then, so there's so much things. And I think, I think if anything at the end of the day is attainable. So for example, if you're, you know, one of your dreams is to be sponsored by a, 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 you know, mainstream company can be anything of your choice and you're really passionate about that company, you know, and you find it's, you know, it has a deeper meaning for you, then, you know, you'll definitely know how to approach them. You know, you'll be real and honest with them of, you know, why you want to align yourself. So I think it's, it wasn't really like a, a, a certain process or anything like that. Um, I was just honest to the brands that, that I'm, that I'm with and, you know, loyal to, you know, to the brands that I'm with and they understand that with me and, you know, we have a, a really good working relationship. That's great. Also, the thing that I hear when you say it coming from is you want to associate yourself with companies that you already like, like you, like you said, you like Nokia, you, you use their products. So like you're the one that's going to have to be like promoting them online and, and that kind of thing. So you want to be like true to you and just want to go along with them and just use them for like a paycheck. You want to like, you know, act like you actually care about the product and you actually like, you get where I'm coming from, like you want to be... Yeah, I mean, look, these are brands that the world loves for, you know, for decades before, you know, me or you were around, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, these are, these are brands that, you know, shape the world to what it is today. So it's, it's really, it's like, it's an honor for me to be part of that, you know, to be part of a brand that, you know, has done that before I was around and is continuing to do that to this day. Motivating. It's, it's motivating, you know, to be part of that, to, you know, be part of not just their legacy, but also their dedication to, you know, what they put into their brand. It makes you put that much effort into what you want to do for sure. What was the feeling like getting your own ambassador wheel? Wow. I, I was speechless for a couple of days. <laughs> I can imagine. I, I, can I imagine. couldn't talk. I, I really, really could not talk. 
yeah i think that that really really hit you know really hit me because like that's something you dream of you know that's something you see as a skateboarding that's like the moment that you made your made a mark like in the world and really when i saw that i was like wow you know like it, it's possible like i just thought to myself like when i was younger like oh not, this is not possible because i'm from athlone or whatever and like i just made all that up in my head really i did and then when i saw that and they gave me that opportunity connection wheels gave me the opportunity i was like you know wow wow really because this what you did you you like give me this wheel you didn't just like give me an opportunity you kind of proved like the world wrong right now i mean everybody so for me that's what made me speechless was like in that one moment like everything just made sense you know so it was like i'm was so thankful to connection wheels for that and also just like believing in me because they saw me years before that and i thought you know like this you know this kid this says something let's let's back him thankfully they did and you know connection wheels is growing bigger and bigger every year you know they every contest i'm at you know i got the wheels and you know we continue to represent and next year is going to be bigger end of this year is going to be bigger there's a big surprise coming out <laughs> can't wait to see it cool man were you skating connection wheels like before they came to you or you only found out about them because they came to you wanting to like sponsor you because i only found out about the brand through you when i heard you got your own wheel yeah i was just i was just getting flowed wheels wherever i could i didn't have a wheel sponsor at all and they saw me in paris at the world cup skateboarding like i had a good run and the guy came he's like congratulated me and then came to speak to me afterwards and he heard i was from south africa and you know we just kind of hit it all from there you know he said i'll just send you some wheels see where it goes and wow you know i didn't expect it to unfold to what it is now but it did you know it's i'm glad he, he you know he believed in me and took a shot and really like now we're talking about olympics you know it's it's really crazy to where things are going so i mean ensign the guy that 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 the team manager he's like mentor to me you know we speak all the time and you know it's more than just like me riding the wheels now we like like family you know yeah that's that's it it's good that you're part of sponsors that you like friends with and your family with the people instead of just like like using them to get free stuff and then not even caring about everyone else i generally do, yeah i generally don't like to you know have relationships like that like in terms of brands where it's just like take and we don't like there's no like because like i always have like a lot of ideas and things and like to implement like you know and i always find it's it's good for for us to have like a good working relationship um, you know because i come to when i go to a brand like i'm really passionate about that brand i think yeah that's that's like a bit of a difference like i'm passionate about what the brand stands for if i can say you know um and that is something that you know like i'm i i really look forward to you know like every single day you know when i put on nike shoes you know i'm passionate about what um, what it stands for about you know putting putting on nike nike footwear you know so it's there's a lot, a lot more to it for me, you know. How did you get sponsored by Nike? I mean, I've been, I've known the the Nike team for like a long time, and you know, in South Africa, it's obviously it's different to what it is in the US. So, I just I spoke to Nike, and they said they they said you know they'll start supporting me, and thankfully, you know, I mean we we have an awesome relationship, and you know, the awesome bunch bunch of guys and amazing team all around the world everyone part of nike is amazing so yeah i mean you know there's i've been the skaters niger <laughs> yeah everyone shane o'neill nike sweeping up all the best guys <laughs> <laughs> 
Correct me if I'm wrong here, but you have a manager for your career if I'm correct. Management? Yes. So, yes, so I'm assigned to Celebrity Services Africa. They are the man they are management agency. What do they do for you? Do they like help you get like sponsorships and that kind of stuff? Uh, they do quite a bit. They they help me in more than more than one way possible, you know. Uh, I'm really happy that they, you know, obviously saw potential in me as well and, you know, took a shot with me and I'm glad we've we've made a, a we've made history in South Africa, so really thankful for that. What made you want to like get like a management to help you with your career and that kind of thing? Because something that I find weird with the like with skaters like in the skating industry, it is kind of like frowned upon to have like a manager to manage your career. Because I remember what listening to an interview with Paul Rodriguez and he was talking about his having a manager and how everyone was like didn't like it that he got a manager. Meanwhile, his manager helped him like get his Nike deal and all his other stuff. So like, what made you want to get get one? I've just noticed that my career was like going a different route. You know, I mean, just me as a brand, so to say, a bit for better use of words, was going a different route. And it was a lot of media, a lot of media. And I just, you know, I noticed that's something different is happening here, definitely. And yeah, I think, you know, I just needed that, that support, that guidance, uh, you know, from a management company. And obviously, you know, being with the best management company is something that I'm really, really grateful for. So I think, to be honest, you know, I, I get what you're saying where people frown upon it or whatever, but my question is why, you know, Same. at the end of the day, like you need to ask yourself, like, where do you want to go? You know, where do you want to take your career? To be honest, where do you want to go? So if you want to get somewhere that, you know, you can't obviously do it alone, you know, you want to shock the world, you know, you obviously sometimes you can't do it alone. And maybe, you know, that's where Paul was saying, you know, having his manager, everything, help him achieve these goals that seemed impossible, you know, you, ne you need to do that. You need to think about that as well. And you also need to think about your career, you know, where you want to take your career, you know, do you want to, how professional, and you know, do you want to take this? You know, it's, it's, it all comes down to really like what you want. Like, I mean, if some maybe skateboarders or anyone like frowns upon it, I, my question is, is again, you know, why, you know, I could think of 101 ways that it could help them, but yeah, definitely. I think it's, it's the best way, best way forward. I, I also don't know why it's frowned upon. I think it's kind of stupid because, because if you want to like, like, like go forward in your career and that kind of thing, you're obviously going to need help from people who know what they're doing and have been in the industry and that kind of thing. And it's like for the people who are just like wanting to cruise around to skate for fun, they don't need it. But for people like you and like Paul Rodriguez want to make it their career, you need other people to like help you on the journey. And def definitely, and look, to each his own, to each his own. If you, if you want to, you know, obviously skate and like not take, go that route, then that's cool, you know, that's all good. But there are skateboard or people, just athletes in general, that want to kind of align themselves correctly and, you know, take it a, another, a step further, definitely. What made you want to beat skateboarding world records? Long story. So I took out the Guinness Book of Records every single week in school, every single week, only because there was skateboarding in there. <laughs> I was like my, my skateboarding magazine I could read every day, although I read the same thing a hundred times. And I saw it as like this thing that was impossible and was for, you know, only a select group of people that could do these kinds of things. So in the back of my mind, I was already setting myself up for it. You know, I was already wanting to try something to, the, to that. That was like a goal I set for myself. So when I got to a certain level in skateboarding that I realized, you know, I won gold 
for the first time since this, you know, sport began in the country, I thought that was impossible, but it's not impossible. You know, that was like the first thing I was like, okay, well, what else did I think was impossible? I thought breaking world records was impossible just because I don't know. I just thought about it like it was. So I went for it. Just, I gunned it literally everything that I like, I kind of said no to in the, in the past. So breaking world records is one of it. And it was a way to push myself and continue to push myself just as a person. You know, I was told that I would never be able to do sports when I was younger because of my medical condition. And that's something that I fight every single day. So breaking world records is just another way for me to, to, to fight that and be strong, you know? Which records did you break again? I know you did the most gnarly heel flips in one minute. Yeah, twice. Right. So you beat, so you beat your own record. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I applied for it again. Most gnarly heel flips, most gnarly in 30 seconds, most fakie heel flips uh, in a minute. And the first, first South African gold, silver and bronze medals for competitive skateboarding. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. There's more to come, more to come. I have a goal but I'm running out of time in the year. So <laughs> I'm, some, I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to do this. You need to take some pill that makes you have energy for, <laughs> energy for, energy for as long as possible. No, no, I'm good. I think just like, I need to get my mindset right. You know, it's one of those things where it's like, when you're skating like a big obstacle, you kind of know if your body or your mind is there or not. You know, when you get there, like, do I have this? Or maybe I should come back when I'm ready or that kind of thing. So. Records for me is like one of those things, you know, you kind of got to like get your head into the right space for sure. Wasn't one of the records first done by Rob Dyrdek? Yes, yes it was. Uh, the most fake heel flips was set 13 years ago and I broke it this year. Yes. There's one Rob Dyrdek record you're not going to beat and that's the riding the world's biggest skateboard. <laughs> that was, that was so cool. I, it's huge. I actually saw it. It's massive. It was actually standing outside the California training facility when you went for the Olympic qualifier. Man, that thing is massive. Like it's, it's unbelievable that they actually built something like that, that rides like. <laughs> he did it. Yeah, he did it. He did it. He broke, he got the record. Rob's a crazy dude. Yeah. He's a legend, legend. Did you ever meet him when you were doing the street league stuff? Oh uh, no, he, I didn't meet him. I thought I would, but I met like other guys that were there. Rob was in there though. I didn't, well, maybe he was, but I didn't see him. Everyone else was there. What was it like doing that container gap that you did for that photo shoot? Wow. Wow. I think it's the, I've never been asked that question, to be honest. <laughs> I'm surprised because that photo was everywhere. Yeah. At first it was scary. I'm just getting my phone charged up. There we go. At first it was scary, you know, just like, because I knew, look, they told me, if you fall, it's like game over for sure. Because it's, I think it was like one, one take one yeah. stories high. Yeah, yeah, it was three stories high and three, four meters long. And I got into a different mind frame. Like the, the good thing was like, I went through like a bunch of like sports psychology sessions before that to kind of get me to that level where I like had absolutely no fear of consequence at all. Like no fear. And Thankfully, after that day, what I learned through those sessions will never leave me. <laughs> so that container jump was like the scariest thing I've ever done in my life. Only because I purposefully did not want any protective gear at all. Like they offered it to me and I said no. Because uh, you basically, I was like, you're giving me a helmet, you're giving me all of this stuff. And yes, it's going to protect me. But at the same time, you're also giving me the option to fall. 10 stories high right now, I don't want that option. <laughs> you know, I think we're just going to get, you know, we're going to go in, land it and go home. <laughs> so, so, so there's only one try. Yeah. 
one try. <laughs> I did it like first first try happened, but then like we didn't get the shot properly, so I I just did I kept doing it, but I had to land it obviously every time. <laughs> I tried to flip it, like I flipped it and I caught it, and at the end I slipped out. But I got so scared after that, my I was losing the the, the concentration, and I just said, yeah, let's take it down, take it down. How did you practice for it? Did you go to like skate parks and just like test out the gaps there? No, no, not at all. No gaps, nothing. I, I literally woke up and did it. Literally. There was no practice at all. I mean, it wasn't like, like a stay set or like a handrail where, you know, like, okay, I got to, if I'm going to try and film like flip back lip, I have to go practice flip back lip a couple of times just to make sure I got it. Because I was just ollieing it, right? So it wasn't just, it wasn't like I didn't know how to ollie a gap. It was just a mental thing. And that was the, that's what I needed to overcome was the mental situation. Have you already qualified for the Olympics? I know you went out to the contests. Okay, so I think like I can explain how it works a little bit. Like, so we have, we finished season one, right? And then we had, you needed top two scores to get to season two. It was so crazy for me because like, I only had budget to go to two contests. So I had to make sure those two contests got me into season two. Got me into season, I competed, got high score, and got into season two and went to the first event of season two. And that's obviously when, you know, the pandemic affected the whole world, it affected everything. So I was in the top three highest ranked skateboarders for the continent for Olympic skateboarding. There's a thousand skateboarders in the entire Olympic skateboarding. And I'm in the top 100. So for me to compete the entire, well, when it starts going again, and then, you know, for me to compete in the entire season two, you know, basically, you know, obviously if I don't, if I decide not to compete, you know, my name will just drop down the list like that. So, you know, you obviously have to keep showing up overall works out. So in, for season two, I, to, in order to be obviously compliant, you, you have to complete the season to qualify and you also have to compete in the national contest that's supposed to happen. Hopefully, you know, sometime soon next year, we can maybe look at that happening, but yeah. So. At the end of the day, there's still, there's still work to be done. Uh, we have an entire season two to, you know, to compete and to obviously get us to the Olympics in 2021. Was anyone else from South Africa doing these contests? I know Brandon Rajolo, the guy from Joburg, was in some of them. No, 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 there wasn't from South Africa. I, I was thinking there was, but uh, it's not from, they were from Benin, the, uh, another place in Africa called Benin. Uh, there's another, there was another one, Morocco. Uh, Nassim, Nassim, there was a Moroccan skateboarder there, pro skateboarder. So there was, it was cool to kind of also meet everyone, you know, from like in Africa, you know, I thought that was really cool uh, to see everyone, you know, you only meet skateboarders in your country, you know, in South Africa. So it was cool to meet people from like within Africa, you know, that was cool. What are your general thoughts on skateboarding the Olympics? Because in the like, skateboarding community, it's kind of divided, like some people get the, that it's good for the sport but don't really care. Some people are anti it, some people just don't care in general and some people are like very passionate about it like you. So what are your like general thoughts on the Olympics with skating? It's the same thought I have on skateboarding contests. You know, it's, it's pushing the progression of skateboarding, definitely. Olympics is the highest level of, you know, competition in sport ever. You don't get higher than that. And the fact that skateboarding is there just shows you how far skateboarding has come. You know, and all of us as skateboarders should actually feel, you know, really like we've done this together. You know, it didn't take one skateboarder to take skateboarding to the Olympics. You know, as we as a 
big community as a family, you know, we progressed skateboarding to the level that it's at the Olympics right now. So I think like, it's, I think it's, you know, obviously, yes, it's a positive for the sport. Definitely. Uh, it's going to, you know, take the sport even higher than it is. You know, it's one of the most popular things in the world right now. And, you know, I think Olympics is definitely going to give skateboarding the, the, the recognition I, I feel that it deserves, you know, skateboarding is one of the hardest sports you get, you know, it's definitely in terms of extreme sports, it's one of the hardest things you get. And I think the world is going to see, you know, a different, let's say bunch of athletes, you know, very different, uh, see a very different side to, to, I would say sports. Skateboarding is not like everything else. It's definitely not. And I think, you know, it's something new. It's something new, definitely. And I think the world's going to love it. For sure. I think it's a good thing for skateboarding because if the Olympics like does well and everyone puts on like a good show, then like the, gov the government might see like what skateboarding does and might put more money towards parks and providing boards and all this good stuff. Yeah. But I mean, like we worked in the beginning, we work, we were together, you know, skateboarders, you know, pushing the progression of skateboarding in the same way we're going to be able to do that. The fact that we, it's, skateboarding is already listed, you know, as an Olympic sport changes everything already. We didn't even compete yet. It already changes everything because, you know, skateboarding wasn't looked at in that kind of light. I still get it to this day with, I'll say I'm a skateboarder. I go, what? Like you do what? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, a, I'm a skateboarder. <laughs> so I just think it's, it's definitely going to change that, you know, I would say stigma that, you know, we have, I mean, everything has a stigma to it. I mean, skateboarding has it, you know, a lot of things have it, but I think, it's definitely going to show, you know, the world how much we put into our sport, for sure. I agree. And I, and I support it. Nice. That's good. <laughs> There's no need to hate it. It's doing something good for the sport. And even if you don't care, really care about it, it's not like it's going to affect you. You can still go out there, skate the streets and, and forget about it. And then other guys can, like you can go and try and compete in the Olympics. Exactly. I mean, I, again, to each his own, you know, everyone, you know, is entitled to, you know, the opinion of, you know, what it is, but at the end of the day, you don't need to, you know, choose a certain way. And, you know, if you want to go this way, you know, others want to go that way, that's fine. You know, as long as you're happy with, you know, what you're doing for sure. Exactly. So I heard from your Instagram that you're filming a new video part. So what's the filming process been like for you? Oh, it's been, to be honest, a lot easier than I thought. I just realized like I've been competing for like two or three years straight, no sea skateboarding, nothing like nothing at all <laughs> and i've just been focusing on that uh just because i mean i have my own just goals and stuff you know with, with that but we started skating street again and when we started filming the tricks was like i was it was easier for me to get them because i've just been practicing them for contests so you go out to the street and it's just like you start stacking and we were out and we out the other day filming with my friend and like in the first like hour we got like without a word of a lie we probably got like 20 clips within the first hour, because I was just like going at it, you know, like the way I would be in a park and we were just stacking. And then we came back, I posted the one video. So many people like from all around the world, they were like so stoked to see it. And that gave me so much more motivation because then I realized, wow, like I haven't been skateboarding for a while. I've just been focusing on competitions. And now it's like so much fun, you know, just to kind of like get back in the street and start filming clips. And obviously the tricks that I didn't know how to do back then that I've been practicing, I can do now. So certain combinations, dream tricks is going to come out. Like I've been trying to film my, my ender for the past six months, one clip. I just can't, it's one of those things, you know, like I'm definitely pushing myself, definitely, but 
we'll see where it goes. I'm looking forward to seeing your part. Thanks, bro. Earlier on this year, I released my second video part. Just something fun. Nice. Nice. That's perfect. That's perfect. You should drop me a link. I will. I'll send it to you. Sweet. So one thing I know about you is that you're uh, big with the social media. What made you want to take social media seriously? I was studying it, uh, social media marketing. And I obviously could see a opportunity to implement what I'm studying into my own career. Definitely. Uh, yeah, there's so much opportunity. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Uh, so I implemented what I know, um, still implementing to this day, obviously social media is changing, you know, every single day, but you know, studying it definitely helped me a lot. Obviously I'm studying something different right now, but that definitely helped me. How many times a, a week do you like post on, on like Instagram? Like do you schedule out posts like, every day or do you have like a certain time, like five times a week, I'm going to post something or three times a week. Do you have like a schedule for your posting? I do, uh, but it's, it's already locked in my head. <laughs> I post every single day, all my platforms, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. I just, I focus for more high production stuff. So I don't post as much as I would like to on YouTube, but you know, hopefully when my part, you know, when the part comes out, I can start putting out some, some clips on there for sure. Which um, social media platform is your favorite? Instagram, for sure. <laughs> I like Instagram too. There's a lot more. There's a lot more skate videos for me to watch as well. <laughs> also, Instagram is more interactive. Like, I, like on there, more people like comment and share and that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. I think it's the most active right now. Definitely. I mean, TikTok is obviously picking up, but Instagram is definitely still, you know, where I, I look for skateboarding for sure. I don't know what's going on with TikTok. Apparently, it's getting banned in America. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I heard about that. I want. I'll, I actually want to see how far they got with that. TikTok doesn't seem like my thing. It's all that dancing. Yeah, yeah, it's very different to like what what you can put out there. I mean, yeah, different. I would say exactly. What are your hobbies besides skating? Like, what do you do in your free time when you're not skating? So, like, I also do like uh, I enjoy training. I mean, outside of skateboarding, I really like you know training. Like, not just because for skateboarding, but just as a hobby. You know, it's something that keeps me motivated. You know, dedicated to what I do. And obviously, I'm studying right now as well. Uh, what are you studying? I got the scholarship uh, at the HFPA Sports Academy to study national sports management. So I'm really stoked about that. And that's kind of giving me, and it's helped me quite a bit. I've just noticed in the last couple of meetings I've had, just an understanding, in-depth understanding of my field, but so to say, just to generalize it, it's an in-depth understanding of it for sure. That's cool. Do you do any other sports besides skating or is it just skating and like training? Yeah, I didn't do any other sports. <laughs> I, I kind of mess around a little bit with basketball, like when whenever i can but yeah ever tried surfing no <laughs> i just think i actually have like a little bit of a phobia for for water like yeah swimming and all of that i have a little bit of a phobia for it so i kind of avoid any possible um, situation where i have to face that so <laughs> well that's all my questions thanks for doing this, this was cool. fun. anytime thank you thank you for the opportunity i'm really stoked man you're welcome i'm stoked to have you on my show for sure bro thank you all so right. much for everything as well you're welcome. I want to take a quick photo for, for the gram. Got to, yeah, for sure. Got to show off them hanging out with Jean-Marc. And then I'm going to screenshot that as well. Cool. There we go. Let me take a screenshot. Okay. One more. One, let me do one more, one more. Let me just get it right like that. And then go, okay, one, two, three. Perfect, bro.
Got it. Thanks for doing this. Time. Hope to skate soon. Yes, for sure. Let me know, man. Just send me a message and we make it happen. I'm friends with Josh Adams and he's friends with Sodic, so maybe when they skate, we can. Yeah. No, I know Josh. I know Josh. He's a, he's a homie. Oh, he's cool. Cool, bro.